Hi there, I am Jen Vasquez, a marketing strategist helping female entrepreneurs go from feeling overwhelmed with trying to grow their business to successfully booking their ideal client. I do this by helping them to market their business with Pinterest and marketing systems to make their life and job easier. And I'd love to help you too. All right, let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are live on Clubhouse as well as I can hear a little. Um, yeah, I'm moving mine out of the way. Out of the way, yeah. <laughs> um, we're live on Clubhouse and we're live here on Instagram because we like to just make things a little bit more expert. Uh, <laughs> um, but we definitely, we've heard a lot of times on Clubhouse in the Wedding Pros Club, we hear a lot, oh my gosh, I missed it. Or, oh my gosh, do you have notes from that room? Or what have you. And so I decided to start doing this. And it's actually worked out really well where we can go live on Instagram as well as we're on Clubhouse. It gets a little dicey when we have questions from Clubhouse. So you might hear a little bit of pauses. But if you're watching it after, you can just sort of fast forward through that. Um, Welcome to my friend, Adriana from Ava and the Bee. She is an expert at outsourcing. I mean, that's her business, but that's also what she does. Like she, it's, it's all the things. And last time we were here was before Adriana got married. It was about a month ago, I'm thinking, right? Yeah, it was Maybe. about a month. Yeah, three weeks. You're coming up on your one month anniversary already. How exciting is that? Um, and so we, I personally got a lot of questions after. I'm sure you probably got some questions after. Mm -hmm. Outsourcing is always that thing that people struggle with it. Myself included. I have been in business since 2009 and I just barely outsourced this year. So <laughs> I know we're, know what I'm speaking of. Yes. <laughs> um, so, I mean, most people are familiar with outsourcing things like their accounting or, you know, their bookkeeping or mm -hmm. things like that. People are always more comfortable with that. But for whatever reason, people like myself kind of like want to hang on. Um, and so one thing that I know we didn't talk about last time, and I would love to talk about this time is what kind of tools do you recommend apps and things like that, that make outsourcing sort of easier? Because I know I have some that I personally use that have made me feel like I see what's going on. And when I add sort of a to do, I see it there. I see it when it's done. I see it when I can publish and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So talk to me a little bit about that. I'm just unmuting myself on Clubhouse. Are we okay? There's not like too much of a I don't hear. I okay, don't cool. hear. Yeah. So I think we're good. Perfect. I just I know want I to confirm. It, like way far away. <laughs> yeah. It's like on the other side. I have to like reach to get it. Okay. Perfect. So there's a few different ways. So I'm, um, so kind of talking about like tracking almost like how to stay organized. Is that kind of your thought? Yeah. Not just organized, but for people who are, um, unwilling or uncomfortable with making that jump yes. uh, because they feel like it's sort of out of control. They give it to somebody else and it's like, where is it? When is it getting worked yeah. on? Like, what are the things that can help alleviate that? Perfect. Yeah. So there's a few different ways and it kind of depends on the items that you're going to end up being outsourced. So let's say, for example, you're going to outsource something like blogging. This is something that 
your person that you're working with will most likely create a calendar for you. So that's going to really help you see this is what's on the track. This is what's coming next and help you really organize the long term especially when it comes to things like social media, right? Like if you want to do blogging and social media, you want to know what's coming ahead of the curve. So that's one way. Another way is if you are doing more like admin backend tasks, uh -huh. things like hourly, there's a few different ways. One thing I do suggest um, is to go ahead and maybe see if you have some kind of task management system like Asana or Trello or something that you can um, go in and really designate tasks that way and see their progress. So every VA is going to be different. Some VAs don't have that as an option, but I know a lot of more admin VAs are going to have something like Asana where maybe, and I know we hear another software and we're like, no, I know. but it's really <laughs> just about like keeping track of stuff, right? It's about saying, okay, this week, the big picture is these emails. This week, the big picture is this backend. Um, another thing is if you are doing hourly, a lot of VAs will track that in like a spreadsheet or Dubsado or some kind of time management. And then they can send them to you at the end of the week and say, hey, you have 10 weeks, this, I mean, 10 hours this week. This is how we use the 10 hours. This is the stuff we need to keep doing, um, stuff like that. So that way you can get an end of the week report and say, okay, maybe I need to add an extra five hours <laughs> because there's 10 more things I want done. And that kind of can help you see what they're working on. Yeah, that that was, I use um, Notion and it's mm -hmm. kind of a Trello board. Yes. But you yes. can sort it by, you know, different ways of sorting it. So I can, I, I have it, I have things in there as this week, next week and whenever kind of thing and things change around all the time so for me that helped me to feel more um in control of the ship while someone else is helping to sail right i i felt like i needed to see all those moving parts and it wasn't because it uh, my va is hourly but it wasn't about the hours it was really about the work and oftentimes I will change my mind and something will be more important than something else originally last week. And so I like the opportunity to go in and, and change that priority. And it makes me feel like um, I kind of know the things that take longer, like you were saying, and the things that are quicker. And sometimes that helps me to decide sort of also what I'm going to off, you know, outsource. Um, yeah. That is really, really helpful. Now, can you talk a little bit about hourly versus packages versus, which is kind of a, a mix versus um, a thing? Like I'm going to blog every week for you. That's more like, this is a kind of a flat rate or like what I do for Pinterest management, it's a flat monthly rate. And then I do all the work that's, that's in there. Can you talk a little bit about the different ways of working or outsourcing and kind of, how they may be different for someone who's totally brand new? Yes. I know we have some uh, going on Clubhouse. You have what? It's, we have a comment in the chat that there's some echoing on Clubhouse. So I'm like trying to move even further away. I think there's a little, that's, that's weird. Here's yeah. Some... I'm like separating myself even more from my phone. I'm like moving to the other side of my office. Yeah, it's weird because I'm listening on Clubhouse and I don't hear an echo. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm on Clubhouse too, and I'm not hearing it, but I obviously want to make sure that there's not. Yeah. Okay. I think let's, um, let's keep going at this point. Okay. So in terms of the different types of outsourcing, so your onboarding process and kind of your backend organization process will definitely depend. So let's say, for example, we're doing something, I'll start with social media and blogging, since those are kind of those, those two big ones. Make sure I'm on Clubhouse. Yep. So Whenever you're doing something like social media, you are gonna wanna make sure that you have images ready, right? They can't just magically like pull images from you. So one of the ways I suggest is either creating like a highlights folder, like a best of, like this is the images I wanna focus on, or working with your, um, your VA or social media person to talk about what are our goals? What is our goal for this month on Instagram? Is it engagement? Is it a certain mini session we're doing? Is it to book 22, 20, 22 weddings that way you can kind of get an idea of where the strategy is going and what kind of images and content you're going to go ahead and pull so that's kind of a one step another thing is when it comes to blogging that's completely different because it's kind of creating that strategy of what's getting posted when maybe what should go on social media and everything like that so when it comes to blogging what we like to do with our clients is we'll ask them first what are your backlog of weddings like, what are all those weddings that you've done? You haven't blocked. There's probably a ton. And let's kind of focus on those as well as some upcoming weddings. And then two, are there any topics in particular or questions that you get asked a lot that we can turn into educational posts? So this is where you can kind of start to think, oh, you know what? I have wanted to talk about this venue or I have wanted to talk about that. And that can kind of help you prepare, I guess, in terms of knowing okay, we're going to focus on a few weddings of backlog. We're going to focus on some educational topics that are backlogged. And that way that's kind of a good kickoff. Do you want me to, I can cover all of them if you want me to. No, but. keep going because this okay, is the, cool. uh, like a number of the questions I got before. Is yeah. Kind of like, how does it work kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. So the way it'll work with um, blogging really quick as well. And every VA or strategist is going to have their own thing. So I'm just going to kind of talk about what I teach my students and how we work it is that we consider blogging kind of a cornerstone piece of your marketing. So the blogging is what's going to drive the rest of your content, right? So we're going to come up with your weekly or twice a month blogs. That's going to dictate your social media because they're obviously going to want to share the blog on social media. So that is one thing that we do is we suggest our clients, let's create your blogging schedule. So then your social media manager can come in and know what's coming up. So that's where we take over the strategy a little bit for our clients. If it's something like Pinterest, which is obviously another big one, um, usually the first month is going to be like an audit, right? So we're going to go through your account. We're going to be like, this is working. It isn't working. <laughs> we're going to look up keywords. We're going to do the strategizing. We're going to kind of take over your account that first month and really make it work right add the boards that are needed remove the 700 recipe boards i see you guys out there i know some of you have them <laughs> i'm telling you it's or your outfits recipe. of the day or decorating your home yeah oh yeah totally <laughs> oh yeah i feel like for our clients always 75 recipe boards and we're like okay let's have one not 75 so we'll do all of that um and your pinterest manager from then because i get asked like so what do they do next yeah. So after that, what they'll do is they'll pull in your content, right? So they'll pull in your weekly or bi-monthly blogs. They'll create the Instagram, I mean, sorry, the Pinterest graphics. They'll create the stories. They'll create the whole strategy. And then they'll do the um, 
the pinning as well. I know we use Tailwind. Do you use Tailwind? I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously for idea pins, we're going on to Pinterest. Yeah. Like that's a step that we've sort of included and yeah. we do one idea pin each week, according to the blog or basically one idea pin per blog. Yeah. Um, and then I actually share those to my clients so that they can create reels with them. Perfect. Yeah. So similar process. Yeah. Like, so your person will kind of take care of that because one question I get asked a lot is, okay, if you do blogging and Pinterest, what do I have to do? Right. That might be the next question. Yes. So what's up? What's my job? So when it comes to blogging, it definitely, or social media, as much as we want to just hand stuff over and be like, take it, we do need your input when you outsource guys. Like you need your voice and the yes. way that you, yes, yes, yes. And like, I, truly wish that I could read your mind like that would be my greatest gift but I I can't yet have well we could charge more if that was the case <laughs> if I could read y'all's mind like I'd be charging like a thousand dollars and because I'm not quite there yet I need some content right so for example social media again we need to know what is this picture of like it's a beautiful wedding but what was so special about this picture that you want to share or is it their venue we need to tag and it's the same with blogging so for our clients we have to you know explain okay what was great about this wedding? What did you do for the wedding that was so special, right? Because the point of the blog is, you know, SEO and telling a story, but it's also marketing. How can we share your story? So in terms of what our clients need to do is they do need to do some back work every month, right? Whether it's sending us content or telling, you know, yeah. filling out our questionnaires, it does require some of your time, which is why I tell a lot of people, if you are in the weeds, like drowning in the weeds, there might be other stuff to outsource than certain yeah. things. Like there's some things that are going to be better than others. Like if you're drowning because of emails, someone needs to be on your team doing emails. Blogging can be done in three months when you're out of the weeds, because if you can't reply to an email, you certainly can't reply to my email asking about a wedding, right? So definitely as you work with virtual assistants or find someone be open and honest about what you need. Like be open and honest about where your downfalls in your business are or the holes, because it might be something where, you know, people come to us thinking they're ready for marketing strategy, but they haven't completed the other steps prior. So like our job isn't going to really move the needle. So. Yeah. And I think that um, a lot of times if clients don't know their keywords, that they're wanting to sort of resonate with. And this is for blog, Pinterest, and like the whole thing, like keywords are really a generalization of everything you need to know to market your business, like period. And a lot of times people will come to me and don't know that. And I will do sort of a separate um, situation of working with them, or we'll have people like Mark and Renee that work on that SEO and that, that kind of thing. Because I feel like, you will get more bang for your buck on outsourcing if you know your ideal client. So I would say one thing, and most people don't do this, but one thing you should really kind of have down before you outsource is who you're going after. And, and that can change. That changes, you know, it's changed already a tiny bit with my VA, even though it's been three, four or five months now, um, because I have sort of changed my focus and my services. And because I've done that, it, it changed in minute ways, the type of person that I am looking to have as my ideal client. Um, so things can change along the way, but it is really, if you're like 
brand spanking new, um, I would work with someone, whether you offer those services or someone else like a Renee or Mark, um, that can help you to um, really boil down your business and know who you would enjoy working with in the price range that you're looking to make, because they could be totally different people, um, and actually have an idea. You don't have to be fully fleshed out. I know people like your, yourself and, and myself, we have enough expertise in the areas that we are experts in that we could really ask these questions, dig down and get more of that information. But if you want to hit the ground running when you outsource, you do need to be able to hand over sort of a Google Doc that has your ideal client who you're looking for and these kinds of things. Are we having a problem? I'm just swapping out headphones, jacks, to see if it's any better for Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, I, I like use earbuds. Otherwise, I, I tried headphones and I ended up getting some feedback, but hopefully that's not the case. I'm yeah. not hearing feedback um, at okay, all. Cool. And usually I would hear it. So, um, Anyway, uh, so yeah, I think it's really important that, you know, a lot of people say, how do you prepare for outsourcing your business? Have a good understanding of who you're looking to go after. Like, what's the bottom line? I think mm -hmm. a lot of people, a lot, I don't know about you, but a lot of people do come to me and they're like, well, I'm not quite sure, or I don't really have branding yet, or, and it's, it's, that's hard, especially if you're doing Pinterest even though we don't use a lot of branding colors and fonts on Pinterest, because for the most part, I like to experiment and see what's going to resonate in their space. Um, when we're making idea pins, of course, we want them to be recognizable, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, what, what kind of tips do you have for, and I know this is always a big question and it's not something we can necessarily answer per se, but I'd love to hear what your thoughts are around how do you know when you're ready to outsource? What works best outsourcing? Like all of those questions for someone who's mm -hmm. overwhelmed, knows they need to outsource, but isn't quite sure what to this do. This is for them. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely one of the biggest things is take a look at where are the balls being dropped, right? So I always like to ask, um, I have like three main questions. I have them right here. Sorry, I just want to pull up so I like say them correctly. Yeah, of course, of course. So it's kind of like, what are the biggest things that are standing in your way of your business? Where are the balls getting dropped? And what are things that just are outside your zone of genius, right? We can't be perfect at everything. There's going to be stuff we do that we're like, oh, I can do it. I, I mean, everyone can write a blog. Everyone can yeah. pin. Yeah. But if it's not your zone of genius, if you're not really good at it and it doesn't take, if it's not fast for you, then that's a place to start, right? What are things that you're just, every morning you wake up and you're like, oh, I have to do that today. That's kind of the place to start. And I think a lot of times we get excited, right? We're like, I'm going to start with 45 things. But I always Throw tell, everything like, at them. Handle yes. my, my life. <laughs> and I always tell them like, okay, let's take a step and let's talk about what are the top three things? Like what are those two or three things that are truly, truly standing in your way? And let's focus on those first. And it might not be all the stuff you're thinking of right away. It could simply be maybe you don't have a system. Maybe you don't have a CRM. Or like you said, maybe your branding is pretty but you don't have a message, right? Because not pretty effective. branded, yeah. having yeah. a message yeah. is not effective. So I always suggest to people, write down those top things. What are the bottlenecks? What is holding up your business? And if you have a team, maybe even ask them, like, 
okay, it's the middle of wedding season where, where what's not happening that needs to be happened that we can outsource to someone else to get it done that's outside of the team, right? Because even once you grow a team, they're probably going to do 700 other things for the wedding. <laughs> their job might not be the marketing and their job might and, not be and that. as our business grows, there's just more work. Like, yeah. so everyone thinks, okay, I'm going to get an uh, uh, outsource and then your business starts to grow and then your outsourced person is overwhelmed. Like you need to continue to scale as you go. I, yeah. I see that as a big mistake too. Yes, exactly. And it's okay. Like you said, to scale, it's okay to hire someone and say, Hey, we're going to start with 20 hours a month or 10 hours a month, or we're going to start with two blogs a month or one Pinterest account and grow. There is no reason why you can't start small. And I always suggest that too. So we'll get people and they'll say, okay, I do want to dive into marketing and completely redo it. Well, that's also overwhelming. So how can we take it bite-sized? Maybe month one, we focus on this. Then month yes. two, we add a little bit more. You know, it's, it's something that it's not one size fits all. Outsourcing will never be one size fits all. I think that's also a misconception is they're just like, oh, I can just throw stuff and it's going to happen. It's not one size fits all because every business, and you might need two different people, right? So you might need someone like you or I to do Pinterest or blogging or whatever, but then you need someone else to do the back end, emails or bookkeeping. Graphics, Graphics. Or whatever, yeah. yes. Maybe you need a website overhaul and you have Mark and Renee committed to it. Like, it's also okay to accept two different people. Like, it's okay to have a team of outsourcing. That's not just one person. I think sometimes they are just like, oh, I only want to work with one VA. And well, that one, give them everything. And that yes. sets them up for failure too, yes. let's be honest. It's, and it's stressful. And so I used to do that. So I used to be that VA that when I started my business, I was like, yeah, just let's just do it all. Let's just make all this stuff. And the problem was my clients got so confused because it's confusing when you're doing it all at once, right? They were like, wait, what was this week? Oh crap, like, are we doing that this week? And even though we had like a sauna and we had systems, it was still confusing for everybody involved. Yes. So that's why we've now, you know, we, I structured, right? Like I learned my lesson when I was, you know, four years ago and started, I learned, okay, we have to limit what we start with and we have to create a trajectory. And sometimes it's okay to say, Hey, that's not my zone of genius as a business owner in my own business. Here's someone who can take on your Instagram. Like I don't do Instagram. It's not my zone of genius. So I hand off to someone who's going to be in their zone of genius. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think, Another thing that people tend to run into when they first start outsourcing is they, they know what they know, but they don't necessarily give that over. And, and as good as we maybe are at taking outsourcing, we also don't know all the questions to ask that are in their head. Yeah. Um, and so one way that you can make, at least for me, that was really successful is to give a hierarchy of the most important to the least important and th like three, not more than three focuses at mm -hmm. least to get started. So like, you know, you have, especially let's take Pinterest as an example. Um, I want everyone on my email list. I want everyone joining my course and I want everyone, you know, going to my website. Well, yeah. that's never going to happen. First of all, all at once, Pinterest is more of a long game, yeah. but do you want, like, what, what are you focusing on this month? So if it's a course launch, let's start with getting that information out there. Yep. We can always add lead magnets and regular pins and I do, like all of that kind of stuff, but give, make sure you give us sort of a hierarchy and 
make sure if you change it that you let us know. Sometimes I'll see clients, my clients on there and they know who they are and they've like completely changed what they're launching like within a week and which is totally okay. That is your prerogative. That is your business and you see things we don't. And so yeah. you have your reasons for it, but you, you just let us know so that yes. we can about face two and work on it and move that business forward for you. Um, yeah. I think that's really hard sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also be able to explain why it's important as well, because yeah, like, because there might be orders, like you might think that in order to launch your course, you need to do A, B, C in that order. But we might come in as a marketing strategist and say, actually, C needs to come first. Like get some people on your email list. Yes. Exactly. Like, like, so, so it's also something where you have to be willing to explain your strat. Like, okay, this is my final objective. So that way we can come in and say, all right, perfect. Based on your final objective and what, why these are important to you, here's our strategy to plug in or even your VA. Like, yeah, I feel like sometimes, and if you change your password, you should tell us. I don't know how many times like, they change their password <laughs> and, and, and then they disappear. And I'm like, I mean, I forget to tell my husband when I change the password. So I'm not so great about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I changed my password the other day for like something. And my team was like, um, Adriana. And I was like, crap, I changed the password guys. Sorry. Uh, but I yeah, know. I, I think it's really important too that, um, it's, it's really interesting because like I, everything was working that my VA and I were working on and I got an increase in business. And when you get an increase in business, you know, oftentimes you need to discuss with your VA the workload and the amount of workload in a short period of time that is going to be maybe needed. And like for her, she's usually about 20 hours a week. And I increased her to 30, 35 hours a week if she needs to get these things done so that I'm able to do my job. Yes. Um, and I think it's important that if you can see that you might have an increase, have a plan ahead of time. That always helps um, because, you know, my VA also helps other people as well. And so you can't just last minute. I mean, you can. We'll see what happens. See if she's available. But it's like just thinking about like, okay, great. Let's say we um, launch, have a course launch and the doors close, you know, next week. Chances are, if you have a VA and they're helping in any of that onboarding process, that they're going to have a really busy week between now and then. Um, yes. And either know that you as a business owner are going to pick up that work if you're not willing or able to increase the hours or increase the hours. But try to know that this... Uh, I messed up and I didn't think about that. And fortunately she was available, but it, it tells me that my mistake tells me, Oh, this, this is something we need to do when we're outsourcing, right? Yeah. When you're outsourcing. They're not, while they're a team member, they're not an employee only working for you. And so that's something that's hard to, hard to figure out in your, when you're outsourcing in the beginning too. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing is, is employee versus contractor, right? Which is like a whole, whole and it's topic. a legal and the whole legal thing. Like I'm, I'm in the process of, of hiring one of my team members to become another employee. Like it's, there's a lot y'all, <laughs> but insurance. Oh my gosh. It's yeah, kind of crazy a whole world, but that's the, that's the benefit of a contractor is yes. And that's why, like you said, you need to have stuff in advance because they're not your employee. 
right? Correct. Unless you're, unless you're paying them as an employee, they, they can't just push their other clients aside because then it's not fair to the other clients. Uh, and I think another thing that kind of goes along with that same idea is the idea of outsource before your busy season. Like if you know yeah. for wedding day, pros, yes, when for is wedding that pros. Time? Yes. Why don't we, so, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Oh God, the time is near. So like, Y'all, we know next year, we, we see it on every single article in the world. Billions of weddings are happening, right? Everyone and their mom's getting married. Great. We are all going to be booked up, the us helpers, as much as you. So if you're thinking spring of next year, starting in May, I'm going to drown. Start hiring someone in January of next year to start building the boat. We need to build a boat, right? Like outsourcing, we are a boat. You can't come to me as the ship is sinking and being like, can you just fix this? No, we need to build, start building that boat. So by May, we're fine. So that's what we're telling a lot of people is, you know, inquiries are like, well, I don't really think I need you till next year. I'm like, okay, let's get on the calendar now. Let's have a call now so that you're on the schedule for January. Because I'm telling you right now, like it's going to happen before you know it. January is going to be here tomorrow. So like, if you know that busy season is coming, you need to start looking for someone now so that you feel better and think about like how much better you're going to feel. We can be like, Oh, someone's going to take care of that next spring. Well, and also let's throw it out there. Part of outsourcing, which we really dived into um, in our last conversation, but in, in all honesty, you have to give your time to the person you're outsourcing your stuff to, and you yeah. have to give feedback along the way as you're working newly together so that they get a sense or an understanding of what you like. It is not always perfect. Sometimes it goes great, but sometimes there needs to be some, some feedback and some wiggle room and things like that. And so yes. for us wedding pros, like my 2020, I think I have two days left in 2022 and I'm already half booked in 2023. So it crazy. is, it is going to be crazy. And I will not have time in, in May next year to even have a conversation. Yes. And so if you are, going to be outsourcing, you want to find someone, but then you also want to start working with them when you're in your off season, December, January, February at the latest, because at least for me here in California, you, you our weddings start in February, March. Like, so yeah. it's, it's a little, it's a little insane. Yeah. And it's definitely, and I know that, and that's the biggest objection I know is just, uh, I'm not ready. And I get that. And I know it's overwhelming, but if you can find someone now, you can start that communication, you can start that conversation, you can start to outline a lot of stuff. So that way you go into this craziness of next year feeling a lot better because it's just, it's going to be crazy and there's no way around it. And that's okay and exciting after the last two years we've had. But I do uh. think that it's really important for us. Like I know for us, like we, can't take on anyone else the rest of the year for some of our packages. Like they're just, we can't. And that means next year is going to be the exact same. So just know that if you're looking to outsource, having that conversation now, it's kind yeah. of never too early, honestly, because it's just a conversation to see what, what do we need? Right. Yeah. So we're at nine 30 and I do have a hard stop. I have branding session and I got all excited and I looked up and I went, ah, um, so let's go ahead and wrap up since we haven't gotten any questions yet. Why don't we wrap up anything, any words of wisdom that you can impart 
Oh gosh, I know so many. I know there's so many. So I would say in terms of words of wisdom, I want you to really just take a step back and, and spend this quarter to look at, I mean, spend, I guess we're almost in Q4, which is why I'm trying to think like, okay, we're about to enter Q4. What do we do? When you have a chance to breathe after all these fall weddings, I want you to just take a minute to look and start doing the stuff we were talking about. Write down what's not getting done. Take a list, write down and start recording certain things. Like maybe record yourself doing social media loom. now. Loom, yeah. Yes, yeah, loom yeah, yeah. yourself. Do a loom video of you blogging. Do a loom video of you doing a workflow. That way you can start, when you start to have that conversation, you can say, hey, this is my process. Let's talk about it. That would be kind of a tip right now is to like record yourself or just start writing down as you're going through like every day, maybe make it like a little like notepad. This is mine is called today's garbage. (laughs) I just like write down this sucks. (laughs) This isn't fun. I want to outsource and just have a list. So that way, when you start the conversation, you can be like, these are the 10 things I hate. What can you help me with? And here's the other thing that would be helpful to you, whether you end up outsourcing or not make the step-by-step of what you do in your process. Mm. You have a marketing process, write it down so that it's visual. It makes it easier when you outsource to see how you do it. Now the person you outsource to may be doing, may do it in a different way. As long as you arrive at the same thing, it doesn't really matter how someone does it. However, it is very helpful for people to see what you're doing now, how you do it, because it gives us insight and how we can help. So even when my Pinterest clients come to me, I say, what do you do now? Because it's great because then I see all the areas of growth, right? If they're doing it now and they have no problem and it's working for them and they just want to outsource it, that's simple. But if they want to grow more, which most people do when you outsource, we're able to see those areas that are missed and be able to sort of beef up that that workflow. So seeing it Mm -hmm. down in writing is really helpful. Yeah, I agree. And it's just, you know, it's also a matter of of trusting, like trusting that we're not going to burn everything down. I don't know why sometimes I think it's a a baby, right? It's our baby and our wedding business is our baby and we don't want to burn it down. But like trust that that person has your best interest at heart because they do, right? Like they're passionate about this. Like there's a reason why we do this for a living, right? You're passionate about it. I'm passionate about it. Like we take care of it like it's our child. We're like, give us the child to daycare. Actually, I think we, we all do. Probably it. take care of it better. We do like yes. all of my clients' Pinterest doing way better than mine. Yes. Mine's like the last thing I work on. I don't think I've done an idea <laughs> pen in like 17 years. And people are like, I'm like, just are, trust me, I spend all the time on your Pinterest. I'm not I really know, looking at mine. Right I know, now. I know, I know. Yes, I know. Well, I really appreciate you. I know we're going to go ahead and have you come back again in about a month because this, you know, this conversation can go on for five years. Um, but I really appreciate your time. I appreciate everyone that jumped on for Clubhouse and also for Instagram Live. Have a great day. And thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Bye. That's it for today. I hope you have a fantastic day. Get out there and do something good for your business. And if you get a chance, leave me a review or subscribe. I'd love you to come back.